All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Campbell Soup Kitchen, and I have a fantastic guest on for everybody today. This is my buddy. She's a dance goddess. She's amazing. Miss Chantal Davis of Shanty Monster, and uh, uh, your uh, dance uh, company is called Sauce, right? Dance Sauce? That's a... Uh... Are you still there? It's not. Hold on. Hold. It says it's recording. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, there we go. All right. So, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> a few, uh, a few little, little uh, setbacks and whatnot, but I'm. All right. All right. So. Uh, so what we're doing here, this is actually one of the first episodes I'm going to be doing uh, with a guest. I know I talked about doing, uh, having a guest on my show uh, for the longest time, for actually over a year now. And you're my very first guest. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Wow. So, I was so, so honored. <laughs> so, so, so you're my first guest. And, um, you know, and I'm actually inspired to see you. Well, uh, we talked about this previously a little bit. Um, and, you know, I was, I was inspired based on a post that you posted um, and you know, I'm one of the people. I'm I'm a big advocate about you know, bo- body positivity and po- positivity between relationships. And you know, you know, and your post was just like, it hit me in all the right places. Is fulfilling is food for the soul, and um, yeah. So I just want to you know give you some energy to give some energy back to the people, and I also want you to promote your future show coming up too. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, uh, the topic that everybody that we were talking that we were in, que- in question was about uh, lovers and body image with the right. So, um, and and uh, granted, you know, a lot of everything that can be taken in can be taken in as opinion. However, a lot of people don't take everybody's feelings um, into play when they say what they say. Mm, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Should it matter to a person? Well, I mean, granted, it's still their opinion, but should it matter if a person is projecting that energy of come here, right? <laughs> that, that, that come here energy that, you know, let me, uh, let me, you know, give you some love kind of energy, right? Okay, yeah. I guess... Let's let's look at it as the uh, as how to be receptive of it and how to how to shy away from it on both sides. How just just when somebody is interested in you and are sending you some vibes, some yummy vibes, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, let's yeah let's start there. Let's start with that. How do you uh, receive it versus deflect it, and what should you do? Is, is that the question? Yeah, yeah. Let's go like let's go like that. Let's uh, let's say uh, how how is the best way to receive that kind of um, like to like if you if you send if you send it, you know, and it's full send because you know it's a law of attraction, right? Uh huh. And it's receptive. How do you proceed? How would you proceed? Well, to to really simplify it, I just follow the yeses. You know, so like. If I am having an invitation to engage in a fun, affectionate, intimate, what have you kind of way, 
first I'll check in with myself. Hmm, am I a yes to this? There's curiosity. There's inquiry. My, you have my attention. So then I will proceed to the next layer of yes and see what, what will be the unfoldment from there. And they're like little like mini baby steps of like boundaries. Where are they being held? When do they feel good to, to bring down, to move into closer connection? And is there a um, mutual reciprocity in that exchange? Um, and that, that's a huge part of what helps me navigate whether to pursue or to put a hold and, or a pause and be like, you know what? I think I'm good right here. Thank you very much. Very flattered for your invitation. I respectfully decline. Okay. And, and that- and I, and I like that. I like that. I think that's fair. I think if a lot more um, men and women had that kind of open communication with one another, mm. that it, it would stop blurring the oh lines. Oh my gosh, if you will. I need the clarity. You know? it, it just brings down so much. It takes away story. It takes away anxiety. It takes away, um, yeah, just a lot of extra stuff that can get in the way that doesn't need to be there. Right. And and it really saves you from a lot of confusion or um, a lot of um, just any kind of conflict. You know, it it just really when it's all right up front and you're on the same page, it's like I don't have any question or doubt in my mind that we're like both in this together. It makes things so much more at ease. It's great. And the trust builds and, you know, that people will communicate when anything comes up. I love it. <laughs> I really appreciate those who can uh, do it. And I wish more would, you know. Oh, see, and, that, and that's like, and that's one of my, and I like that. I like that too. Like, um, I think, I think I might've did, I think it did an episode last year about um, covert actions versus Ooh, overt actions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, in, in high school and middle school, we were all super covert. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like, it's like, hey, I like, you know, I like Susie's friend Ann right. over there. Right. But, but I know Beth knows Susie. Hey, Beth, can you ask Susie to ask Ann if she has a boyfriend? And, you know, and it's like, you know, cut out the two middlemen and just right. go. Right. And, um, and unfortunately, like men are stupid because we have, we're covert about it when we, when we, and when we're interested, we're like, like, <laughs> we act like idiots and, you know, we run into stuff. You know, because we were staring at the girl. Yeah, um, I have had a few run-ins at the library uh, with this with the bookshelf. I just love that you're like I'm not gonna spending lie. some good quality time at the library. That's great. Man, it. Uh, I was, uh, I'm like, like, hey, you know, I okay. I understood that women like men who read. So you I, got you know, it. They're doing some yeah, research and reading. That's right. And it's really hot. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> And so I saw this, you know, saw this cute young lady sitting over here, you know, near the end of the bookshelf, and I, she caught my attention, so I kind of like checked her out a little bit, and then she looked up because you know you can feel when a mm-hmm. person's looking at yes, you. Yes, this is true. I, I turned around real quick and whap <laughs> right into the book. <laughs> right. Hey, I uh, gave myself no, a minor you did concussion. Not. Really? Right. I hit the dead center in the center of my forehead against the oh, edge man. of the bookshelf. <laughs> no, because she got oh. up and walked away. She giggled. She giggled. But she shook her head as she was walking away like, ah, scrub. I'm like, dang. 
right? It's it's a good story though. It's worth the story. It's a great. It's worth the story. Um, so I tell everyone, I'm like, just be overt about it. Like overt actions work the best. In fact, I can tell you right now, uh, um, all the male listeners who are going to mm. listen right now, we are going to, like, and I'm going to ask you this. If you as a woman can be overt and tell the guy straight up, look, you're all that in the bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's oh, man. Go. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I wish it would right? be that simple. Like, um, yeah, got I think you had to rewind, take a few steps back there. Well, first of all, okay. First of all, I don't think. Um, okay. Oh my god, my brain's going in three different tangents. I need to write notes when I do this. So, um, one pin I'm going to put in is just shame we carry around around our desire. I'm just going to put a pin in that. Okay. Secondly, is you know just attunement and building some kind of uh, connection and you know feeling where things are going. Um, and then three, having the courage or the resilience to be able to put yourself out there without the expectation of having your needs met. And so like being okay with receiving a no, being okay with rejection. These are three things that like, I think are really important to have in your awareness before just, yeah, everybody should just walk up to who they're into and say like, I like you. You're hot. Let's go. Five, six, seven, eight. Right. Like there, there needs to be some, <laughs> some aspects of a, other pieces to uh, consider. <laughs> right. Right. You're absolutely right. Although I do so, love so, the, I do again, love the straightforwardness. Um, I do appreciate that for sure. Um, you really take, there's a lot of context who you're talking to. What's the relationship you have already? What's your agenda? Actually allowing right. the person to be in their sovereign choice as you uh, invite them into an engagement. All these things, right? Absolutely. But I think a huge part of why that doesn't occur more often is the shame piece. I know for me, I was teased my whole life. Anytime I had a crush on somebody, people would make fun of it like it was the funniest thing. Like, ooh, you have a crush on so-and-so? So to this day, when I, like, genuinely like somebody, even with all my confidence and my empowerment and my consent work and my communication skills, if I genuinely like somebody, those old wounds of, like, oh, no, they're going to laugh at me or think it's stupid or silly that I like somebody. And that's a huge thing to shift of, like, releasing the shame and being like, hey, they should be honored that I find them that I'm into them, that I'm attracted to them, that I like who they are and what they're about. And I want to know more and I want to spend quality time, right? Shifting that. I think that's a huge piece. Absolutely. And and I agree with that. In fact, um, you know, and that's, and that's one of those, uh, and that's, and that's a huge, huge, huge uh, kind of thing. And you're right. You know, it is a matter about, of course, you know, not all of us can be like uh, Henry Winkler as the Fonz and just like, you know, Hit the jukebox, look at the girl, and walk out with whoever we oh want. Oh my gosh! And, you know, I, <laughs> Is that... I, absolutely. <laughs> that was basically his character, wasn't it? That was his character. Uh, we all grew up with this, you know. You know, I'm the guy with the cool leather jacket who rides a motorcycle. Who's like, hey, and, you know, and I'm chill. But nobody messes with me, and because nobody understands that, like, you know, the chill is, you know, the chill can be, whatever. But, you know. 
it was a little bit of everything. He was the rebel. He was the older. He's the older guy that all the girls wanted. He, you know, had the motorcycle. He lived in somebody else's attic. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's um, great. But but you know, in in overt versus covert actions, right? Like I'll say like this. Like I know I know me. I know. Well, first off, I went through kind of the same kind of shaming that you did. Yeah. Right? It's real. And it's so real. It, it, <laughs> It's it's like it's it like as soon as you said that I was like like oh that brought back my senior year of high school uh-huh. and like and I sat I I sat next to my crush the entire year uh, yeah right um I find uh, it took me ten years after we graduated for me to admit that, that I was absolutely enamored with her oh and how'd she take it what was her response she's like if you had just asked me to prom <gasps> shit. <laughs> No. <laughs> you would be my husband right now. I'm like, no! damn. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's crazy. She, that, so that, that was her response. Her response was, if you had taken me to prom, right? Like, she's like, you don't know. I was madly in love with you. I thought you were, the, I, she's like, I thought you were everything. I'm like, why didn't you say something? <laughs> why are we so scared to just put it out there? Oh, man. Absolutely. And, and that, so that's on both sides. So, you know, both sides are, you know, we're, we're ashamed, we're afraid, we're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, it's like, okay, yes, what happens if we get rejected? Well, nothing. You're just going to go home, you're going to regroup, you're going to hope that nobody else right. saw it, right? right? You know, change your outfit for, for like three months, right? You can't change schools because, you know, at the time schools weren't like, you know, you couldn't just, you know, leave the high school and go to the charter oh, school across the street. and then it's the biggest story, right? Like, oh, my God, did you hear so-and-so, like, like so-and-so, and they asked him out, and they got turned down. So you're walking down the halls, and you feel all the eyes on you. I mean, that's the typical thing. I think that's just how teenagers have to operate, at least in my experience. <laughs> yes, yes, and... And, and, and that's how, how they, and I think that's, you know, unfortunately, they've been out operating like that for the last 150 years. Right. <laughs> um, so, but, and then we can take this though, and we can educate uh, our young adults and our college students and our uh, older adults too, because, you know, I, I'm getting up there in age. I am, uh, I'll be uh, 37 in two weeks. Oh, right. right? Good year. Ooh, ooh. What, what? So, so, uh, so. As, as an older guy, as an older guy, you know, and I uh, was previously married, got out, you know, my ex and I, you know, split amicably and all mm-hmm. that. Um, I look at dating in a whole different uh, con- uh, construct. I look at it and, and relationships in a different construct. I'm looking at like, whew, okay, look, first off, you have to not only be good for me, you know, in the present moment, right? Which, you know, these are, you know, extra tangents that we're going to have to hit on. Um, okay. All right. So I'm a tangent queen, be, so let's go. Yes. <laughs> all right. So so we got we have to be good for each other in the present moment, right? Okay. You have to be good with the fact that I have hobbies that put me in front of other people all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not just hobbies, hobbies and professions. As a uh, as a dance instructor, as a photographer, as a chef, as a counselor, as a podcast Damn. author. Um, Keep going! Wow. Know, <laughs> um, like. Like each one of these, you know, side jobs, you know, side professions, hobbies that became, you know, that I can get paid for because I'm, you know, I feel confident in my abilities with them. Right. Yeah. Put me, put me in front of, 
you know, other people put me in front of, you know, members of the opposite sex who find those particular set of skills somewhat attractive at that moment, right? But they don't know the whole skill set. In fact, you're one of like maybe 15 people who, who know everything. Ooh, so good. I love knowing all these things about people and celebrating them and, you know, especially when it's the stuff that lights your soul on fire. Like, wow, look at you. Oh, yeah. You're like really like living that rich life and doing it your way. Like mad props. I applaud you. Uh, very. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's very bohemian because I'm Hell poor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but this one, but this is one of the reasons why, you know, and, and by the way, guys, uh, uh, for all of you listening, if you want to ever check out some killer, killer style, right. Hit my girl up <laughs> because, like, um, because she's like the best style. Oh damn! Like, it's super chill, super mellow. Oh, I love your style. Thank All right? you. Thank you. So, um, so like I said, so we, so you know, so yes, you maybe you know you meet someone out at the restaurant at a bar, or whatever, and they're like, oh, you're kind of good looking. You have a conversation with them. You're rather intelligent, and I like your personality let's you know like what do you like to do and for me at least in 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 my um being overt like i run down my list and people are like are you even have time for a relationship like it sounds like you're always busy (laughs) and so and and as a business owner yourself like how do you feel about that um let's see i i have a bunch of thoughts hearing all the different pieces you're I think, gosh, where do I want to begin? Well, I want to make a note. I want to make a note around Mm. desire. And, like, there's something about, I know it's not exactly what you were just talking about, but it just came up for me. It's like sometimes we fear uh, somebody expressing their desire for another because it comes off creepy or we think that they're, or somebody's going to be creepy, right? And, and I'd love right. for there to be a little bit more of a cultural shift. Like there's just so much like in certain, in certain communities or in certain circles, flirting is like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Like that's so not mm-hmm. cool. And I think what, what if instead of looking at things as you are seeking that other half, that other person to be your all one and only... Why can't we have different layers of appreciation, of affection, of attention? Some are just very much in the moment, like I am just appreciating the work of beauty that you are with everything you put together in this outfit and whatever it is, like you look amazing. I'm just gonna give you a little love of just celebrating how you're doing you today. Or like, Mm. like this is the thing with dancing, when you're in the dance world, the layers and like everything gets crossed in these ways like I legit believe I have a few dance relationships with certain people in my life who I don't really engage with off the dance floor but when we are on the dance floor we have some intimate moments that in some circles would constitute that as cheating or that that's crossing a line Right. So like if we can find ways Mm -hmm. to hold our mutual desires and our affections and and 
allow ourselves to look at our dynamics with one another in different ways. Because I'm hearing you talk about, like, you have a very specific thing you're looking for in terms of a partner and how you need them to be met and, like, have, being able to have the time to do all these things with. And so for me, I'm in this place where I'm like, yes, I'd like a partner, but I'd also just like to ha have, like, the possibility of having these different layers of connections. Maybe I have people that I can go to for just companionship and to like confide in, in hard, when I have hard stuff going on. Maybe I have people that I like to have more um, physical time with. Like for example, this isn't a sexual romantic um, desire, but there's definitely a very deep long-term intimate connection when I had my partnership with Kevin. Kevin, and I were, mm -hmm. were always strictly platonic. We were strictly platonic friends. And we had a relationship where we would meet each other at least once a week. And our bodies would dance with one another at least for three hours a day, every day for like seven years. And then we would travel. And, and when mm -hmm. you dance with somebody for like years, you build the relationship between those bodies. Right. And there's this mutual agreement of like, hey, I want to cultivate this kind of relationship with you where we're in this consistency of seeing each other and dancing with one another. And so you might have that with somebody around conversation. You might have that with somebody around romance. You might have that with someone around sex. It might all be in the same person. Right. But this mm -hmm. is but this is how Absolutely. I like to like break apart like needs and desires and see where people feel comfortable meeting me and what at what layer it is so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing it doesn't have to be a checklist like i can't spend all my quality time with you if you don't meet these like one two three four five six things that i need in a person to dive into connection and intimacy with does that make sense <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah, um, I, I, I want to say um, one of my better relationships, uh, well, I can't say, I can't rate them as good or bad or indifferent, right? Um, I can say that a, a past relationship I had, I explained that, I, you know, I explained the dancing part because I hadn't gotten into, into photography yet and I was cooking um, and, went, and the cooking was strictly for a paycheck, right? So I wasn't being artistic with my food. Um, but the dancing, I was like, look, I, like you are my partner, right? To the uh, girl I was seeing. And I said, and this, per and this girl right here is my dance partner. And this was when I was at, um, at Mesa Community College. And we just started this uh, dance group over there. And my, uh, I had a salsa, uh, this girl I met salsa dancing at, at the school. I was doing a, de a demo and uh, doing a, um, a Shines demo to get people interested in our, in this dance group. And cute little Puerto Rican girl comes up to the, t uh, up to the stage. And she's like, I can dance salsa. I'm like, come on up, let's dance. Right. And I put on music and we danced for 35 minutes in front of the, in front of like 300 people. Cool. Completely yeah. unscripted. And, and, um, she's one of my best friends and we come and I, and, and, you know, love her to death. She's been to my house. She stayed the night at my house when she was drunk one night. Um, you know, nothing ever happened between us. 
I've I've been there to hold part of her outfit while we were competing because her she had a wardrobe malfunction and in between songs we had to get a safety pin. So it's been <clears throat> so one of my closest friends in the world, right? You know, and we and the girl I was dating at the time, she understood that I had two, you know, those two separate relationships and it was you know, I'm like, you, I come home to every, I will see every night, right? This is my, uh, on the dance floor, this is my dance girlfriend. That's it, <laughs> right? That's two, two completely separate entities okay. altogether. Um, and you're right. Does a person have to be all in one? Maybe. <laughs> it's, a, Maybe. it's a tall order. I'll right? tell you that much. It's a, it's a, it is a very tall order. <laughs> but... But, you know, if they, if, they, if they don't hit everything, right, does the partnership have to be uh, okay with, you know, understanding? Like, like I, I know me right now, if I, dated, if I date another dancer at this, current, at this, at this stage in my, in my dance career, if they are at whatever level they're at, I understand. Look, you have a strictly partner. I have a strictly partner. Done. You have a routine partner. I have a routine partner. Done. When we go to events together, we're dancing together. When I catch you or you catch me or wherever we have to meet in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. We dance at, we'll dance at home. I'll sing to you at home, you know, or we'll dance at the events all night. But I want us to be able to meet other people yeah. too at that point. Um, and, then that, and that's with anything. That's, um, you know, you know it, it, I mean, and there are certain lines that can't be right. crossed, right? Like obviously, like, obviously there, there are rules, like, don't bring don't bring home any strays unless we talk about what? it. <laughs> Are you talking about actual animals uh, right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it, it's a it was a joke amongst my uh, between myself and uh, an, uh, another girl I had talked to before, and she has a she is a very friendly, bubbly person, and people and like we go out and like we would go out to like a karaoke bar and guys in the bar would see that we walked in together and would just make assumptions because I was either working the booth or, you know, taking care of something else in the, in the, in the room that we weren't together, that we were just friends. Mm-hmm. And like, so can I go home with you? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, I mean, so it's a, it's a it's, I mean, it's an inside joke. It was a joke. It was a bad joke. It's a <laughs> terrible joke. Um, but uh, it's funny because I actually know some couples who, you know, uh, the guy has told his wife when she goes on a girls' night, right, don't bring home any strays. And he wakes up the next morning, walks out into the living room, and, you know, one of her friends is asleep on the couch. And he's like, honey, what did I say about bringing home strays? It's like, it's okay. Wow. You know? But, but, but it is what it is. So, all right. So I want to go back to one of the points that you wanted to put a pin in. Um, uh, I should have had my notes out. Oh, I kind of touched on all of them. There's the shame of desire. Okay. Um, there's the uh, attunement, like establishing some mm-hmm. kind of foundation of connection, even if it's some really like simple, basic ones. And then I think the th- I forgot what the third one was, but I, I know I talked about it already. Okay. Oh, the third one was resilience. Right, oh, which is the huge thing about my post. It's very important, actually. The one about um, being okay to receive a no, right? If you're going to be somebody who's going to like express your desire and um, 
and you know, yeah, your desire and your intention of like wanting to like proceed, you have to do that knowing that if the person doesn't want to meet you there, that you can be okay with that. Right. And I think, right. I think there's a very real fear that most people can't handle a no. So everybody is in that more covert <laughs> aspect of like, is it okay? If I just throw out this line here. Are you going to catch it? Maybe I'll get you to not reject me in some way or uh, never mind. I'm not going to do anything at all. Cause that's vulnerable, you know? Right. Right. All right. All right. Okay. So that was okay. So we got that. So, I want to. I want to. So I want to go um, a different. I want. I want to take a different uh, look okay. at that, right? And I want. And now, uh, and I want to say, okay. We're gonna lay this all out. We hit all the yeses. All the yeses are going through. So you and I both probably do the same thing. We go through that red flag list and say, okay, you know, I don't see any red flags. You know, X is hanging around. Like they, they don't have a drinking problem. They're not, you know, acting crazy, right? Um, they haven't asked me a base jump yet. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> that's a thing. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, someone's nitro circus fan. Like, I want to jump off the ghost bar. <laughs> no, <laughs> like Travis Pastrana got fined like fifteen hundred dollars for that. I'm, I don't have that oh kind of money, God. and I'm not bailing you out of jail. Sorry, you're cute as hell, but no. <laughs> uh. Right? Uh, or, or in current vernacular, you're cute as uh, AF, but no. <laughs> Um, so, um, at what point, uh, at what point are we past the point of no return? At what point do we say, look, I don't want to hurt your feelings, right? At what point do we realize like, so, so everything can be going right. Everything can be going exactly the way uh-huh. we want it to go. Right. And I've had this happen. Um, uh, and, and this is why I think this is why your, your post kind of hit me the way it hit me because I've had it happen like kind of the same way where we got all the way down to the mm-hmm. moment, right? And then she says, no, you're cute and everything else, but as soon as they're like, no, sorry, right? I'm like, we went at your speed. I didn't do anything. I didn't make no other moves until you said yes, mm-hmm. right? You made all the moves. You made all the moves up until, you know, so, and, you know, same thing, you know, I, I usually, and that's how I am. I, 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 I'm very, like, I'm 50, 50 about everything. I don't like to, you know, I don't like to do all the work and I don't like the lady mm-hmm. to do all the work, but you know, I will say this, I will say this much when I, uh, when it comes down to, to the intimacy, to, uh, to the sex, to the sleeping together and everything else, you know, I try to be as innocent and humanly possible until you say yes, or until you tell, until you, until the, my partner, not you in particular, but until a partner, you know, says, Hey, do you want to like, okay. You know? Yeah. So I, you know, I, it, it, I have a similar, like a parallel approach to that. And like, it's how this whole conversation came up in my, that led to the post that I had is the person that, um, that I had that exchange with, it wasn't like a complete stranger, but it was a fairly new dynamic. We had like gone out once or twice before. And one, one thing Mm -hmm. that 
was, it's one of my personal practices just for my own self care is I go, I do a check-in and I just go through Mm -hmm. a whole gamut of things to just put on the table. So like, I'll be like, Hey, so if I'm coming home with you tonight, like, what are your boundaries? What are your desires? Um, what are your expectations? Are we having sex? Is that a possibility? And what happens if we do have sex? What meaning will you put behind it? I go through the STD talk. If sex is on the table, when were you last tested? How many partners have you had since you were tested? Like, I just go through the whole thing. And that's what like led to that post was like, I was having another check-in. I'm like, all right. So before I come in with you tonight, like before I even go into the house, before I even like say yes to like having a nightcap, what's the expectation of having a nightcap? Is it to just cuddle? Is it to have sex? Is it to just hang out and have some tea for like an hour? And where um, Mm -hmm. we had a, a different exchange in past dates, this time he was like, oh no, sex is not on the table this time. And I was like, oh, okay, tell me why that is. And that's when he said, I don't find your body physically fit. So, so he changed his mind after having an experience with me. And that's totally his prerogative. It felt a little, little jolting. Right. It would have been nice to have had Mm -hmm. that information before I was even on the way to possibly spending an evening with him. But, you know, I prefer I'm really grateful, A, that I took the time to have that conversation. So I got clear. Otherwise, there would have been a lot of confusion and maybe some some hurt, vulnerable uh, conflict, like in the bedroom. Maybe, you know, that would have been awkward. Like here I am thinking we're on the same page of engaging in sex and he's a fuck no to that. And then I feel rejected while in the middle of it, like, or he doesn't say anything and he ends up going along with it when he's not actually a yes, that's shitty too. Right. So like right, to right. have the conversation up front, I think is really important. So like there's this piece where I'm like, I'm grateful for his honesty so that I don't put any more time or energy into that dynamic and ooh, that the way it was delivered, the way that information was given to me could have been a little bit more uh, gentle and mindful and, and thought, thought out, you know? Right. And, and um, by the way, um, I, I just want to um, interject this really quick, uh, really quickly. For those of you who don't understand this, I want to make, make sure that everyone understands. Um, because people don't view dancing as an athletic sport currently, right? Doesn't mean that we uh, that dancers are not athletic and physically fit. Uh, uh, dancers are probably more fit than ninety-seven percent of the athletes in the world, except for swimmers and triathletes, if I remember correctly. Only because we engage every muscle in our body at the same time. Um, <clears throat> so yes, you are physically fit. And by the way. Uh, um, you're amazingly fit. You're in a better spot than I am. So yeah, everybody has their preferences, Um, you know? And the thing is like, even if I wasn't fit, even if I had been like a lot, a lot more curvy or I had 
extra pounds on my body. Um, like, A, like, yes, this person could have the preference, but they, they could have been aware of that in the beginning. And B, it doesn't mean that me with a bigger body means I'm less worthy of sex or intimacy or relationship or connection. And that um, I don't have to change my body to believe that's the only way I'm going to have my needs met in a partner, right? Like for health, health is right. one thing. Yes, stay health, stay healthy. But to just try and um, please another partner in order to have your needs met, that's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. That's that's whack. And <laughs> you need to find somebody who will love you for exactly mm. who you are. Because there are people who love every kind of body type. It's it's great. There's enough to go around for everyone. Absolutely. And see, and, and that, again, that's that's what drew me to your uh, to your post. And, and you know, and ha- like I had to respond. Um, and, and folks, I'll, I'll say, like I can't say verbatim because I didn't write it down what I said. But you know, I'm gonna I'll be honest as as a um, as a man, I like I love the artistic aspect of uh, the women I meet. I love who they are from the intelligence and from the drive and from, you know, are they strong enough for themselves, right? Are they strong enough that they don't need me? Are they strong enough and empowered enough that they don't need to have um, a uh, person like myself in their life, right? Mm. But are they, but do they have enough, uh, but do they have enough space in their life rather enough, uh, rather I should say, to allow me Mm. to come in? Mm -hmm. Um. So, you know, and I, and I, uh, me personally, I, I feel that, you know, strong and power women are always going to be strong and power women. There's a, the, I, and I meet them every day. My, so uh, every can day. I ask you a question um, around that? Be my guest. So mm-hmm. I have, it's so funny because, um, I have always thought of myself as like a highly sensitive, fragile person. And, um, I guess in doing my work, I, I've been able to find the empowerment through that because I have reflected back to me. You are such a strong, powerful woman. Oh, my goodness. You are so powerful. Damn. Like, this is something reflected back to me quite often. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate this. Wow, this is awesome. Okay, giving me courage to do more and really step into my calling and what my, you know, highest alignment is. Awesome. And another thing that's reflected back to me is men are so intimidated by powerful women. So it's like, here I'm hearing you say like, oh, I love like that. Uh, I love women who are empowered and strong and can stand on their own. But as an independent, empowered, strong woman, my experience is mm-hmm. there's not a lot of men who feel like they can step up, the, step up to the plate to meet me there. And I've actually had men say to me verbatim, your power is intimidating. I don't know how to meet you. <laughs> and I've had many, many partners and lovers like run or sabotage or just bail or I don't know, or yeah. And so I want to know like, why is that? And B, like, I, what is it in your, for you? It doesn't sound like you're intimidated by it. So why do you think that is? And what could anyone do to make that less intimidating, I guess. It's like one of those head scratches. Okay. So, okay. 
So I can easily go back and 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 um, go back into the wayback machine and, and look at you know eighteen year old version of me versus right. the current version of me. Right. Thirty seven year old. Thirty seven year old. Right. So nineteen years difference, almost twenty years difference in in, in, mm-hmm. in who I was. Right. Eighteen year old Marcus will walk up to uh, could walk up to a woman and say. Hi, my name is Marcus Campbell. I'm here to show you around the campus, blah, 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 blah. And I can go complete robot, right? The minute that you even smile at me and I like your smile and you have pretty eyes and you are well uh, well put together, my tongue swells up. Okay. Uh, Okay. I I become Christian from Cyrano de Bergerac. I can't, I'm, I can win wars all day, all day and all night, but Mm. I can't speak to women, Mm. (laughs) right? I learned how to dance. Mm-hmm. Six months later, I started. I started taking uh, dance lessons at, at the college, or dance classes at the college, and I found that the, um, I, I guess the meek women, the the women who are, like, who are very, um, well, okay, quote unquote fragile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're fragile for one reason, not another, right? It's, it's psychological, you know, so it's just like men. men, men are too. And we are all broken in some way, right? But we are, we don't appear broken when we're being, uh, when we're putting on our false, our false fronts. So when we're putting on our, our true fronts, actually, not our false fronts, our id. When our id comes out, <laughs> yeah, when our, when the, when the super id and the id come out and we are showing off who we really like, like who we want to be as, um, and it's just taken it from like, and I took it from one aspect into another. I took my dance persona because when I was dancing, I was great, great, fantastic. I like, I'm like, I have no fear mm-hmm. like around women, mm-hmm. right? Um, same thing when I'm in the kitchen, I have I have no fear when I'm speaking to someone that I um, can trust and I have admiration for, and I can you know, and, I, and who has they have a, a part of my soul because I, I appreciate them, mm-hmm. right? No, no, there's nothing they can, no fear, no fear. There's nothing they can do to shake me. In the bedroom? No fear. Not even in the bedroom. Like all that. Okay. Okay. And then when you take it into the bedroom, still no fear. Depends on what the situation is leading into the bedroom. Okay. 18, uh, 19, uh, 19. Oh, you're still talking about your 19 year old self versus just your everyday. Well, 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 a little bit of both, but. 19-year-old self, I went and met a girl who's a little bit older than me, 26 years old. And she's like, you're cute. Come on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I told my buddies, I'll see y'all later. Mm-hmm. Right? And I strolled off thinking I was the shit. I walk into her, uh, into her house, and she has handcuffs <laughs> and uh, toys and other stuff sitting on nice. her coffee yeah. table. Right? <laughs> right? Okay, it looked like a dominatrix lived there. And then she comes out. Uh, she said, make yourself comfortable. I'm like, I don't know how to make myself comfortable, ma'am, because, you know, I don't understand. Like, what is all of this? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. That's too much. That's overkill. Too much, huh? Right? It's too much. Uh, that, well, that was too for much at the time. Year. Right? Um, for, for a 19-year-old? Yeah. Brain, right? I was like, uh, I don't know what I just got myself mm-hmm. into. <laughs> Danger, 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 right? Hmm. Uh, current version of me, it's like, like, look, we've all read Fifty Shades of Grey. We've all seen the movies. 
That's nothing no, what so it's really all about. For <laughs> representation of what it's um, about. FYI. Uh, right. Um, just saying. Yeah. Don't knock it. Right. Try it. No need to shame the kinks out there. Sometimes they're really. They're really therapeutic and great and a wonderful way to get your needs met. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> right. <laughs> moving forward. Um, so, so, so what makes me a very confident human being now, right? What makes me uh, bold enough to say the things I say now and bold enough to stand is the fact that, you know, I've looked at the relationships I've been in. I've looked at the, uh, the women I've approached. I've looked at the women I ended up with because based on the women I've approached, right? And I understand that there are um, two, two subsets here. I walk up to the woman that I think that, uh, that I know is a woman that I deserve to at least have five minutes of your time, right? Mm-hmm. Just give me five minutes so I can talk to you, right? And if you can't even give me five minutes, I'm going to treat it like a ballroom floor. All right, you blacklisted me. You said no. You turned me down, but you're going to go talk to this guy over here? Cool. Everybody in the bar saw it, right? Okay. Everybody in public saw it. Everybody in the dance floor saw it. You're saying they're going to be like, "Hmm." people can't say no. Oh yeah, they can say no. All they they can say no. Saying no is is actually the best part of the whole of the whole thing. I respect a person who can say no and can say no for a solid reason, Uh right? And I respect a person who can say no and say no, not just to me, but to the next three people who who approach, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if and that's in a public setting. In a private setting, however, I, that's not necessarily what the situation could be. I mean, I, I can say like this. I could, I know, I, I love, you and I are familiar with one another um, through dancing and through uh, Facebook and through Instagram and, you know, just in general interaction mm-hmm. with, with one another. Now, when I first met you and understood, oh, you're a complete and total badass. I have no shot of dancing. Not true. With you. <laughs> I'm not gonna true. walk my head. Not true. Right. Okay. Okay. But that was okay. my old way mm-hmm. of thinking, right? Right. That was my first year in the West Coast swing world. That was seven years ago, eight years yeah. ago, right? Now I'm like, I, I, I treat my, I treat myself just like I treat, like I treat the pros. I'm like, I'm like, hey, look, I announced y'all. I respect y'all. You know, da 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 da. Like, you know. Like, I've seen you guys for years. Like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, right? I treat them like they're, mm-hmm. like, old friends. Same mm-hmm. thing with the all-stars. You know, all the way down. I, I go up to novice dancers and the juniors. And I'm like, I'm like hey, little brother, hey. how you doing? Right? And you know what? I have no, I have, there's nothing about it. I'm like, I'm going to dance 900 dances in four days. I'm going to dance 900 dances in four days. If I need to sit down, I'm sorry, you know, Grandma, I have to sit down for, like, Five minutes, I'm gonna come get you, and I go back get up right. and go get her, right? And and I make sure that not only do I, you know, decline that dance when I have to sit down, but I decline the next five dances, uh, five people who come up to ask. Just like if I walk up to a pro and I ask the pro, the pro, I expect I hope that the pro says, "Hold on, I need to take a break," and that they decline the next, you know, five or six people who walk up too, you know. Otherwise, I'm gonna feel. You know, I'm, well, I'm going to feel some type of way, but I'm probably never going to ask them to dance again. Mm. But <laughs> I feel like that's a whole other episode to but, get into around the, the etiquette oh yeah, of oh yeah, um, we're gonna... declining dances on a social floor. 
and our responses to oh, yeah. it and then the power dynamics and the self-care dynamics anyway yeah continue um okay but in, in order for me to become to become the person i am where i can look at a powerful woman and say yes you right you know i have to understand like i have to understand this i have to say like do i know exactly what i'm getting myself into right i'm like I'm getting myself into a situation where I can have a conversation, a civil conversation and a civil disagreement, and we can agree to disagree, right? And our voices will never get raised. One. Two, I understand that I'm going getting into a relationship where... I'm not even talking about relationships. Uh, I'm, like, talking about, like... Just, 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 just in, 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 the approach? and engaged and, like, somebody saying, yeah, I'm going to dive okay. into, like some consistent connection with you that's on some kind of vulnerable or intimate level okay then i say like this and this this then this is this this is it for for me then um men who can't do that are are afraid of what could possibly happen what could possibly be right they are um i, I want to say it's psychologically they're raised kind of in the um old school archaic um um, mindset of, well, and, and, I, and I mentioned this before, it's a Stepford situation. It's a very Stepford Shit, situation, yeah. right? Man goes to work nine to five. You know, woman is supposed to be at home. That's what their that's that's their thought process, mm-hmm. right? Now, the minute that the wife goes and gets an education and actually become, you know, steps up and t- gets a master's degree and then gets a doctorate and is now a uh, an, an engineer, right? Right. So, you know, does and, it make would it like the success and and the thriving of a woman and her stepping into a power? Does that first for certain men make them feel less than or inadequate or or not able to um, meet like to to hold their own or lack of purpose? All of the above, I like. Um, what is it? A little bit of all of the. I want to say it's kind of all of the above because, like I said, but it depends on the man. It depends on how he was raised, right? It depends on what his parents did to prepare him for life. Um, you know, I'd say like this: if we, if you and I both ran a poll on our Facebook pages Ooh, tonight, challenge. right? Challenge, yeah. Gotta show me how to make a poll, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. On how many men, uh-huh. right? know how to cook. Oh, I thought this was going to be right? a different poll. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, well, you know, I want, I want to hear what your poll, what kind of poll you want to do. Um, I want, I, like, just, just basic. We'll just go basic. Like, how many men know how to cook more than microwave meals? How many men can actually use every item in a fully stocked kitchen, right? Or how many own more than two pots and pans? You know, it's so funny. I, as I'm hearing you just talk about so many aspects of your life, it's it's really mm-hmm. interesting because I have such a different, entirely like 180 flip of a lifestyle than than the way because you're you're talking about all right, man, who can actually cook and whatnot, and I'm like, I'm guilty. I don't cook. I don't know if I I can do a couple of simple things on the on the stove. But most of my stuff relies mm-hmm. on blenders and microwaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, right. So uh, 
that's just an example of like some mm. of the uh way you measure uh different dynamics of of relationship or gender roles or um yeah uh intimacy or relationship uh identities and and how those are supposed to the forms that they take and a lot of the heteronormity normativity um and i'm not knocking it down it's not to knock it down i'm just like Mm. just making a note of like oh we are coming from two very different worlds approaching very similar similar topics and um i'm just loving the the polarities of that and seeing where the crossover is sorry i just had a presence my observation in that oh no no that's fantastic because that's that is that's exactly what i what i uh, love about you know how you and i approach Mm -hmm. things right um because um where whereas i know me i can't um like like taking a, a dance and looking at dance right all of my flu- uh, fluidity in my dance, in my in my, how I move, is from body and arm mm. movement, right? Um, I, like my footwork stays. My footwork is good. It's good. It's not great. It's not excellent. It's not exquisite. It's just it's solid. And I have variations. And I have solid variations. But um, but where I lead and how tight I lead things and, you know, and where I put, you know, put my partners and knowing where my partner placement is all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. That is, that's my thing. That's my jam. That and and musicality. I like, I, you know, I love music. I love how I, how music, how I feel when I'm, when music's flowing. Perfect. Now I watched you dance, not just with Mm -hmm. a partner, but solo. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and like I said, I'm a huge fan, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge fan because there, there's a lot of things that you do in your in your body movement and in your body control and everything else that you know what I I tried it. I've looked in the mirror. I've watched it. I've tried to you know at least even kind of like get something <laughs> kind of going, and and I'm just like, nope. I looks I <laughs> that looks what? stupid, no, really? right? <laughs> On me, on me, it what looks it terrible, that you, right? That you're seeing that but you're trying on. It's um, it, it's just, it, I guess it's just like, I guess getting my body to roll mm-hmm. more, right? And and uh, the body wants to roll, right? But you know, and like, and, and I can get like the, like I said, rib cage, shoulders, arms mm-hmm. to roll, mm-hmm. right? Everything in the abdomen region and down doesn't oh, want to roll. Oh, it's all in the <laughs> hips, though. You got to right? get those hips going. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna have to go watch Happy Gilmore a little more. Um, but, but, I mean, and and this would be a, you know another thing that you and I would just have to like sit and actually like dance dance one time, right? But I can guarantee you, that there like I may feel something in the music, and I can definitely you know signal it way before it gets to the break, mm-hmm. right? Through my body and uh, body rib cage and arm, and uh, based on connection, you're gonna feel it, and you're gonna like, ha ha ha. He's giving me all the space mm-hmm. I need, right? And you know, and, and and as long as I give that um, that availability to do that, right? 
you know, that, at least that's how I feel. As long as I can give that availability for my partner to feel that, like, like, wait, I know the song really well. I know you, I can see in your eyes, you know the song really well, but we're going to do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, and, but we're going to, but, you know, I know my limitations, just like, you know, your limitations, you know? Um, but I, again, like wild <laughs> tangent, but again, that's like, um, but polarity, that's, that, that's the whole polarity thing, right? Uh, that we, uh, you know, that we're, that we're trying to hit. And again, I think, like I said, we see things in two separate, uh, separate aspects seen that same way. You're right. Blenders and, uh, blenders and microwave versus I have, you know, I have a kitchen full of gadgets, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, but I also know I can make a five course meal, with, you know, with one pot wow. and spoon. Okay. Damn. Like, how did you do that? Like, don't, a- don't ask. It was like, it just yeah. happened, right? Um, it may take an hour, but it happened. <laughs> but it, um, but but that's but that's that's how we grow up. That's how we we're raised. Like, you know, if you're raised always on the go, and and um, I I know your your parents have a lot to do with your eclectic <laughs> um, everything, yeah, because. Um, and so I know that that was a big dr- a part of you being like, you're like, go, 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 go. Because you guys are always like doing something amazing and fun. Right. We have many adventures. Um, so, this is, this is true. Yes. So, so those adventures, right? Like that was the quality time. That's the quality time that you're getting is through those adventures. The adventures that I have with my parents and, uh, uh, growing up, right. Was, you know, going to Mississippi and learning how to, you know, and eating real oh, soul nice. food. Like, like, like grandma, where's your, where are your measuring cups? Maybe we don't use measuring cups around here. Like what? <laughs> but like, like, you've never seen a, uh, seen a person make uh, uh, biscuits and gravy from scratch without measuring cups. Oh wow. You haven't lived. <laughs> cool. That's scary. That's so scary <laughs> to watch. You're like, you're like, oh my God, you're using too much salt. And like, Damn. and then you taste it. You're like, can you taste the salt? Like that's so, ooh, wow, that's perfect, cool. right? And my and my and my grandma and my aunt, great aunt, exactly like that. I'm exactly like that. Um, my um, my family just watched me make uh, 160, 180 bulgogi meatballs um, two weeks ago. And first off, I have a Sicilian friend who's already like, "You're making a Korean dish into an Italian dish." I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Can you send me a sample?" I'm like, "No." Um, but so I'm hand rolled these meatballs and I, and I didn't measure any of this, any of my spices for it. I just threw everything in the bowl. Right. My stepmother looks at me and said, she tried one. She's like, can I have the recipe? I'm like, I don't even know what I put in there. Secret <laughs> recipe. Right. Like, I like, I like, I know exactly where I was going with it. And I just pop, 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 wrap in go. And that's how I am. And, um, but like I said, not, I would say that, you know, 60% of the men in the world understand they want a strong partner. They want a partner that, you know, when they look at their partner, they want to look at their partner the way that Gabriel Iglesias looks at chocolate cake. <laughs> okay. They want a partner that looks the and, same way as like, like them being the chocolate cake. They want to be looked at like they're the chocolate yeah, it's, cake it's, by their partner. Yeah, they're like the yeah. yeah, their partner, their partner. Like, like when I look at like like okay, so I'm gonna use you as an example because you're you're here, you're present, okay. you're in the moment, right? 
if I were able to spend 20 minutes in your, in your presence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I already understand who you are. I would expect nothing less but to see you at your, at both your high and your low, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Right? Okay. And not in 20 minutes, but I would expect to see you at, you know, like, I've seen you at, you know, the top of your game, yeah. right? And I've read some of the stuff when you've been on a I've little bit on the lower lows, end. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right? I'm not quiet about right? it either, for sure. And everything, yeah. Right. And everything in between, but you know what? What I find, uh, what I find about you, uh, what I find, find um, most desirable about you, and this is what I think uh, a lot of, uh, in my opinion, what a lot of men will find, right, is the fact that you are overt. You will say this on your mind if they have the access to to that right. If they have progressed far enough to be able to communicate with you. On, on, on your level, right? Not above, not below, but at your level, at the level that you want them to communicate you with, at, uh, communicate with you at. Mm-hmm. Right? Not have any issue with the fact that you're checking in. Not have any issue with the fact that you have dance relationships. Not have any issues with the fact that you are a free spirit. Right. right? I mean, yeah. No, keep going. Then, keep going. Then and only then, right? Well, not only then, but then. That's a person who is respecting you for your strong base, for your strong foundation, for everything that can possibly build on this house and this relationship and every aspect of it. Because they'll be the one on the sideline supporting you or they'll be the one on the dance floor supporting you. <laughs> you make it sound so easy and so, like, obvious and, and fantastic. And I'm telling you right now, actually finding those who can meet that is rare. I will find people, I think, so I think the biggest piece is the balance of the actual like communication relating aspect that you're talking about and the actual Mm -hmm. sexual aspect and bringing that when you talk about a full intimate romantic partnership, right? And I find when it comes to that power, it's like, wow, if you are powerful both in your, your speaking to what you want and what you don't want and communicating and being real and upfront and authentic, and you're also powerful in doing that, knowing what you want, speaking to your boundaries, your desires, and, uh, and checking in on that in the bedroom, my experience is that mm-hmm. is really intimidating. Like, there's no place for the man to be like, all right, now I'm in my, like, element, and you get to sit back. Or uh, maybe I'm that. I'm sorry, that's probably me just uh, making an assumption. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what it is. Um, but I'm in this curiosity of what is it actually like to be met where I don't have to lessen my power or my strength, my desire, whatever it is to make a man feel comfortable to be in relationship with me. And I know I'm not the only woman feeling this and and experiencing this right now. I'm speaking for all my sisters out there who are on the (laughs) empowerment wave right now and are going like, where Mm -hmm. are the guys to like 
not be intimidated, but to meet and help raise this up and, and yeah, find that balance of harmony with me, you know? And I think the right. sex piece and is here, like and here, such a like, it's such a tricky, twisted, like very complex piece when you throw that in the mix. I have lots of men that are happy to sit and talk with me and pick my brain and my wisdom. I have some that are intimidated by that. But then when you add the two together, you put sex in with that. Oh, no. And the vulnerability mm-hmm. and the intimacy. It, it's a shit storm. <laughs> See, so so I'll be honest, that's going to be like, personally, I think that's going to be a conversation I, um, I definitely want to have with you, um, like, you know, you know, off the air, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, only because only because I know it's going to get deep, right? And I and I, I think we should take. Some, I want to take some notes uh, on how deep this conversation is going to get. Um, um, but but uh, I can say like this. I, can, I like I said. I can I can let me let me at least for the five percent of men, you know, the ten percent of men who are okay with who they are and how they 5%? are. 5%? Right? Really? 10%? Myself and... Shit. I, uh, uh, I, I can't, like I said, I can't say that there's a whole lot in, in, in this world who are, are in, in this, this current state of being who are open enough and confident enough to do the things that they need to do. Why do you right? think that percentage um, is so low? It, because they're afraid. Okay. They're, they're afraid of, well... Okay, because because of just how society is, right? Uh, at one po- at one point in society, uh, there was no there there was only, you know, there like, well, what what we see, what we perceive, what we saw in public, right, was uh, heterosexual or homosexual relationships, right? We didn't have like there was no understanding of this polyamorous mm, relationships okay, actually work, yeah. right? There there was no perception that you know, uh, a man or a woman can be bisexual and have, you know, both a boyfriend and a girlfriend and have them separate mm-hmm. and there not be an issue. There was no, I, there was no concept of marriages being open where both partners were getting what they needed, both mentally mm-hmm. and physically, right. Met where they were being met, uh, mentally and physically met, you know, okay. one way or another. Right. Um, you know, we didn't have a, sp- a spot where there was no jealousy. You know, um, and I, insecurity. I, I can, I can like I think that's mention. another piece that gets overlooked is the unconscious play. How we play oh, out uh, our insecure, our unconscious insecurities. Right, and it's the fact that I work so hard to to make sure I can get into a relationship with this person, right? And oh, or well, I want to do this too. I'm like, okay, cool. And well, not just me, but like any 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 person, male or female. You know, they, they're with a partner and the partner says, oh, but by the way, right? And the partner, if they're not loving and understanding and, you know, trusting, right? Of what they've tried to, what they've worked so hard to build. You know, they watch, they watch, you know, things fall apart one way or another. It's, and, and I know I'm going to get flack from this from my friend Michelle because, uh, uh, um, because she's, uh, she's, oh, well, I'm not going to get flack from her, but, um, but it's a, it's a, it's like wa- it's like watching things, you know, get pieced together perfectly, right? It, it would be, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. Nobody, oh, okay, having your cake and eating it too—that's easy, right? Okay. The, the 
Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and qu- I'm going to be a nerd here for a minute. And I'm going to go ahead and quote, uh, oh, what is the name of that show? Andromeda. I'm going to quote Andromeda. Um, Kevin Sorbo. <sighs> We're going to eat our cake and still have it. Oh, what does that mean? And, yeah. Uh-huh. See, he says eating your cake, uh, having your cake and eating it too is the easy part, right? Anybody can do that. But eating your cake and still having some leftover, that's the difficult part. That's the tricky part. That's the part of, you know, like, I can have everything I want, or I can get everything I want, right? And nobody gets upset. Hmm. No jealousy, no insecurity, no uh, no this, no that, no, uh, if you don't change your ways, you're going to be homeless. If you don't change your ways, I'm going to empty your bank account. If you don't change your ways, you'll never see your kids again. None of that. Mm-hmm. None of the crazy, right? I, I will out you for being a lunatic. Okay. Whoever wrote that one in there that, you know, you break up with somebody and they're now the crazy mm-hmm. one, right? That's someone who has something weird done in the bedroom. Or not even weird, but something exciting done in the bedroom. And they liked it. And they don't want anybody to know they enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the shame around sexuality oh, in our culture. It's major. It's an epidemic. Anyway, continue, please. And, <laughs> right. Um, so, so what we're looking at, um, what we're looking at in this, in, in all of this, uh, and, and I'm going to pull from your, from uh, one of your talks about energy, right? What we're getting from all of this energy, we're not getting the, the positive love energy. We're not getting that positive, um, you know, good energy, that positive, you know, white hat energy, the positive, like, woo energy, right? We're not getting the Ric Flair energy, right? Right. What we're getting, what we're getting is we're getting this Debbie Downer energy. We're getting this, um. Like I can't stand you, energy. We're getting this. The um, Khalees had a t- uh, had a uh, an album, a song that she wrote uh, that she wrote twenty something years ago about her ex boyfriend, right? Who is another yeah. singer, and the song was "I Hate You So Much Right Now." <laughs> uh huh. <coughs> I think so. You know the song. I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much. There's some kind of cool rhythmic thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Yeah, and she's and like yelling, and her hair is flying what? everywhere. I think I remember the video. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that song, she wrote it about another uh, another yeah. R and B singer. I remember that. Everything in the song was things that she did for him. Oh, right? really? Like what? Everything, every single thing that she like, she took care of him when he was sick. She, uh, you know, she, you know, was good to him. Yeah. She was so good yeah. to him, right? Mm-hmm. And because he's a higher, a, a higher known artist than she is, right? Right? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw him out there. D'Angelo. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so because he's such a higher known artist, right, in, uh, at the time, you know, he did the whole, he did the one video where he was right. standing on the pedestal naked. That. Right? Uh, Unforgettable. Uh, untitled. Yes. So, <laughs> right? So he's on this rotating pe- pedestal. And, you know, he's, he's cut, flexing. And he, you know, he's the B dent, the, the, the hip muscle right. cut, like trembling and shit. Yeah, I, yeah. Who can forget that one? Right, and, and right, and what does what does every woman in America <gasps> do when they watch this? Oh my God, Junior, go! Right, they're like, Junior, go in the room, and they look at their husband like, you need to go get milk <laughs> and go take the kids, <laughs> and they go back and they're watching the video like, yeah, okay, and they like mesmerized, drool coming out the side of their right. mouth, right, and. And 
And that's that one moment. It's one of the like the six moments of time that you know, you know, I I can't say that women can't say that they denied watching TV like that, right? That was that that for them. And then, like they say, uh, what is it? Um, a suit, uh, a man wearing a suit is like uh, is does the same thing to a woman that a, a woman wearing lingerie does to a man. Sure. That's what, mm-hmm. right? It's like ooh, like ooh, bring that. You know what? Here. Again, uh-huh. right? That's the only time that that trumped that. That's the only time that a, a semi-nude man or a intentionally nude bad nude man got more uh, more hype and more flex than a suited and booted man. That's more, the one time that men in America had to question themselves. Like, I just watched this whole video. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but you know what? He sold 5 million copies of that album that year. And so Khalees, meanwhile, coming back. See, yeah, Khalees comes, comes back around and she's so angry about all, all, everything that happened because he left right. her. Right? Because he found stardom. He left her. He, he found success. He left her. He was afraid. He found something that he really wanted. He, or he found something he thought he wanted. Right? And he never wrote another album for like eight years. Hmm. And both of them saying about uh, saying about their exes in their in respective albums, right? He's saying about his ex-wife in his first album. He say, she's singing about him in that album that year. You know, who was crazy? Who was the crazy one? Um, he was probably the crazy one because she's calling you out on everything. And you're not denying it. So what are you saying that um, that she stepped up to the plate and he didn't, and because she was in her power, he he bailed. Kind of. Oh, I, I could easily say that. I could I could easily say that the minute that um, the minute that 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 uh, he that whatever happened in the relationship happened and it turned out the way it did, it went completely south. Right. And then there's another uh, point I want to make, and that is, you know, if you listen to the song again and, and listen to the lyrics, she was a GGG girlfriend. What's that? Good giving and game. Say it again. Good giving what and game. What does that stand for? What does that mean? No, no. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay, so this, uh, this is a, a term coined by Dan Savage, I want to say 2001, oh, okay. 2002. Dan, Sa- uh, Dan Savage is a, uh, is a, uh, a, he's a podcast um, dude and yeah, call- he does stuff on sex and relationships. Yeah. He's yeah. A- yep. You know exactly yeah. who he is. Savage love. Um, so, so he talks about good giving and game all the time and good giving and game means in, in a relationship is that in order for a man to uh, ask his wife or girlfriend or significant other to do anything, right. You know, or vice versa. Both uh, the receiving, uh, the 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 uh, asking partner has to be good giving and game to give back to whatever the uh, the asking uh, the receiving partner wants, right? Can you give an example? If a man, yeah, if uh, okay, um, I'll go stereotypical male fantasy, okay. right? Honey, honey, you know how much I adore you. You know my birthday's coming up. Any chance that you know you could bring somebody home? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, 
girlfriend, wife, significant other looks at him and says, sure. My birthday is a month later. I would like the same thing in return. So basically it's right? an exchange. Like don't give, don't ask exchange. for something you can't give in return. Basically. And then don't, and then if you're game to ask, if you're game to even suggest it, you have to be game to, uh, to allow the other person to have right. what they want to. Gotcha. So again, odd flex, but he, he makes yeah. the point, you know, and, and, and point there is, is that that kind of energy, that good giving in game energy right there, like strong women can do it all the time because they, again, they, they, uh, if they're feeling themselves, they're feeling themselves. Again, uh, all right, and I can go with, I can go easy with this because I just witnessed this um, within the last twenty four hours in my very particular guest on the phone on on the podcast with <laughs> me right now. What? Right? What, what I do now? What? Right? Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do? Uh, okay, so you had a particular item that you picked up. Yeah. Right. In the within right. the last twenty four hours. And not only were you feeling yourself, but you were flexing it <laughs> what too. What does that mean? I was flexing it. <laughs> I love this. Song. I'm learning all this great right. terminology. What does that mean? So, 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 to put a flex on something, you know, um, again, colloquial terms. To put a flex on something, you're, you're, you're showing off. It's like that person who, who got that bon- who got a bonus or a promotion, and they take all their friends out to the most expensive bar in town. They buy the first three rounds uh-huh. of drinks, right? And then the tab comes back and it's like a thousand dollars, and they're like, <laughs> right? Like, you know, but they don't bat an eye about it. They put the card down or they don't bat an eye about it. They take out their uh, wallet and drop a thousand dollars on the table and still give the waitress a $200 right. tip. Nice. Right? Um, it is, it is when you go to an event, uh, like, like for us, when we go to an event and that one uh, superstar celebrity um, pro that we've been wanting to dance with forever asks us to dance instead of us trying to hunt them down all night. You know, uh, that happened to me two years ago. I, in, in the whole time I've been dancing West Coast Swing, I've never danced with uh, Tessa Monroe, right? And I didn't recognize her. <laughs> I completely like it's the same thing that happened with uh, Stephanie McHenry and somebody else. They asked me to dance. I completely did not uh, recognize me, them. But I, I can't hear you anymore. No. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Everything has gone. Is that better? On my end. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Lost you. Hello? No more. No, no. Okay, guys. I guess that's going to be the end of the show for now. Uh, We will pick up a part two as soon as we get it scheduled.